Hello, everybody. Welcome to Grip Lock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast. I'm Zach, and this is Hunter. And today, I'm drinking hot chocolate and not coffee. Um, so that's new. Also, obviously, you can tell we're wearing some new shirts. I'm wearing a new hat. Uh, but we'll talk about that in just a minute after our two off the tee. Uh, sorry, we came in a little hot there because, I honestly, me- I don't even know what the heck. He I, goes, I, I swiped, messed up, I messed up. And I, I was like, what? I swiped away from the comments onto a different video and then oh. I like it just disappeared as I was handing it to you and okay. I was like oh no and then we had one second so anyways for yeah. two off the tee if you're new here it is how we start off every podcast basically we get one question from reddit and we get one question from live from you on the chat board so while I ask and we answer the first question go ahead and be firing any questions you may have uh, down below and Zach will pick from one of those um, so the first question comes from user JK disc golf over on reddit oh I know that name he said do we yeah, I think he's the same thing on Instagram. Or here, actually. Oh, the YouTube guy. Yeah. I didn't even put the connection together. But he said, what is the most annoying personality trait a disc golfer can have? Ooh, good question. Isn't it, though? Yes. Um, All right. I, I know had what? mine. I oh, okay, you go for yours. Go for yours, then. Okay. That guy. Now, oof, this is might hit some people at home because you, we're coming you in, are we're that person. We're coming in hot today. So that guy where, you know... Let's just say you line up a shot with a destroyer. You throw okay. the shot, and it's not too great. Yep. They walk up behind you, and they're like, dude, that, man, that should that should have been a, a firebird, dude. And make sure, you know, you don't turn your wrist over. Uh, you got to just hold it straight, you know. <laughs> the like, coach. Y- yeah, and I'm like, who is this I'm guy? In the, I'm in the middle of a tournament. You. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm in the middle of a tournament, and you just came over from the fourth tee pad. You ran over to tell me that? Like, okay, stay in your own lane. Right now is not the time to teach me. That that's guy, a good one. That's annoying. That is very annoying. Like, I didn't I, ask for your help. So, I had a few different ones run through my mind. That one did not, and I wish it would have, because that probably would have been my choice. I mean, we, we know people like that. Yeah, yeah. And they... <laughs> and, yeah, I've always wanted to punch <laughs> them. Uh, oh, oh come there goes on. the hot chocolate. Right onto my onyx. It well, get sorry, it. guys. That's the first. Um, so, the one that I came up with was... Well, I have two, but the one that I'm going with is the person that takes... Forever to line up a shot. Oh the person that steps up and's like, <laughs> and then they do their like run through three times and and then check the wind and then and then throw and it takes you like I have come so close to calling people on thirty seconds multiple oh, yeah. occasions, um, but that when I'm especially like I'm a very fast player. Hey, there's been multiple tournaments where it's three fast players on the card and then one guy. And so your, like, momentum gets stopped. Yeah. Like, you'll be like, Every fast time. player, fast player, fast player, and then 30 seconds. And then fast player, fast, like, you're just like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Yeah. So that one, I think, is the most annoying to me oh, personally. you know who? Um, well, when we were watching the uh, that last the last tournament that happened, what was the big USTGC, one? USTGC, no, nope. Pro Tour. Yeah. Um, we were, I was watching the women with my wife. Sarah Hokum takes forever to putt. And See, I'm like... 47 seconds, I'm like, you go. Just put, yeah. put the disc. Yeah. I I mean, Philo's notorious for it. Nico used to be more than he is now. But, like, pros are, can be notorious for it. But, I mean, at least, like, on a big stage, it makes a little bit more sense. You know what I mean? Like, if I'm putting at USDGC, it makes a little bit more sense to, like, take my time and line up than, oh, this is for 80 bucks at a C tier. Here we go. You know, like, <laughs> stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, come, I want to get home by, like, 4, four o'clock tonight. Um, the other one, uh, is the person who like the, I guess it's, I guess it's like the only other one that came to my mind is like the local person. You know what I mean? That's like, uh, you're playing in a tournament and you throw a certain shot. He's like, oh man, 
Or you're like lining up a shot and you're like talking to him. He's like, that line's only worked like once in like 150 times I've played here. Like, man, I, that's not never going to work. And you're just like, well, now what do I do? Am I expected to change yeah. my... That one doesn't happen to me much, but it's happened to me a few times and I get mad every time because I'm like, don't tell me that. Yeah. I, I've played this course once about it. and that's the only line I saw. Yeah. Like it, now I'm going to hit the first tree and you're going to be smiling behind me exactly. as you walk up. Um, so now that we're done with that question, uh, for the first time in forever, you guys are actually talkative and asking... A lot of questions, because usually we get, like, one. So I'm going to answer. We're going to ask answer more than one, because kind of what we, we we have today. Welcome to 15 off the tee, uh, the way we start every podcast. I'm just kidding. Uh, a lot of what we have today. You know what? Maybe I can pick one and we'll go back, because we're just That's talking fine. today. Yeah, I mean, we, got a, we got a lot of kind of random stuff. But good stuff. Um, this is all good stuff. A lot of good stuff to talk about, but but no, like, really specific topic. Um, just kind of a lot of random stuff's been going on in the news and then we have one kind of topic that I think is going to be a fun discussion in general, um, as well as a game we're about to start. So, Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. what? Yeah. All right. So let me ask the first question, and uh, we'll, well, let me ask a question, and then if we didn't answer your question, I'm going to go from there. Uh, we'll, we'll come we'll, back to We'll come you. back at some point. Um, all right. Are there any pet peeves you guys have about courses? For example, gimmicky holes, disc chargers, short tee pads, et cetera. Um, when you step up. And there's not a fairway. So, I, I I, mean, I'm assuming this is stemming from that picture I sent you today? Yeah. Okay. That just kind of re-triggered. And so, basically, once I yeah. got out of collegiate disc golf, I stopped playing a lot of courses I didn't like. And I became very picky and choosy about courses I played. And I got spoiled. Because yeah, we only have a little bit of time to play. Right? Yeah. And we're, so, we're I only play courses that I enjoy or, like, really short and fun. Um, and so, seeing the, this picture Zach sent me of, like, a, a tree. Actually, there was... Four or five trees. Seven trees. I mean, yeah, like, like there, there was no line. There was maybe like a five-foot line on either side of this tree. Maybe. Uh, maybe. That just kind of re-triggered and brought back a lot of bad memories of like stepping up on a tee on a blind course and being like, I can't tell what's fairway and what's not. Right. And like the comment was something like, well, there's, you know, the tee ba- the basket's about 450 or 420 feet out and you maybe you might be able to see it, but first you have to hit this tiny gap first to get there. Yeah. Like, that's not fun for players. And when you're designing a course, like you shouldn't be like, oh, let me make sure they come up here and they're like, well, where's where's the line? Like, this is really tough. Yep. Sure, it might be tough, but There's it doesn't make for a good course. Tough and like gimmicky dumb. Yeah, like because, poke and hope. Yeah. Hate that. Because there was even like a, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, I, I can, I'm picturing several shots in my head, but even like a whole eight at Camp Hideaway. Uh, was the first one that came to my mind of where yeah. there's a fairway, but the fairway doesn't lead you to the basket. No, no, and no. So the, f- the fairway for you guys that don't know, the basket's here, the tee pads back up in here. The fairway goes like this. Yeah, the fairway leads you to like a <laughs> hundred feet past the basket. Yeah, if you hit the fairway, so you literally have to play a shot that you hit on the ground and skip into the rough and hope you poke through the rough because if not, the fairway goes down and then ninety degrees back. Kind of. Yep. Is like what it's and the disc can't do that stuff like that. Is my biggest pet peeve when a a course is designed to do something a disc can't physically do, and so therefore the only people that birdied the hole are the ones that get lucky. I don't like that. I agree. And keep these questions coming, guys, because we will get back to them. I like this. This is what I want the podcast to be like. Um, questions. So I guess before we get into our college disc golf segment, uh, we'll show off our shirts real quick. Which these should be dropping very soon. These on the should site. be hopefully Friday. dropping Friday. Um, we just have to get the pictures done. Yeah, to be able to drop them on Friday. So the first shirt will be mine. Um, they both say foundation on the front, 
And then mine, I'll turn around real quick so you can see it. Show us the back. They got the five-time McBeast stamp uh, on the back, which um, this is the last time this design will be used by us. Uh, so that's all we we're asked to be really stop using about it. it. But um, yeah, so this is the last thing that will have that logo on it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I like them. I think they turned out good. Uh, yeah, we don't have good. very many of either of these just huh. because historically clothing hasn't sold nearly as well as discs and we want to put money towards what sells but we wanted to do a run of both of these now this so shirt's my favorite one. shirt so check this on the front and then i don't know how low i gotta be uh well you gotta turn uh right there actually you're fine so this is something hunter designed and what i really like about this is well first of all the the mountains the peaks um is what you would call them around here is you know that's that's part of our foundation logo um, if you see, it's like foundation. Usually you see with the words, but we have two mountains. And then there's creeks here because we're part of like the Peaks and Creeks uh, Club. That's where we're from. So this is like our foundation, basically. But this man created it. I love this shirt. Um, so, yeah. And also there's one line that connects from this top one all the way to the rest of the design. It's the same line. Which one? This top line. This thing right here? Follow it. Not that way. Follow it the other way. Yeah, there you go. And then it goes up. And then it goes over. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. There, look at look up, at you. All right. All that's actually pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I was proud of that. That That's actually pretty cool. But that was after Hunter sent us some some designs. He's like, dude, I, I, hate, I don't like any of these. No, I hated like, this very much. Yeah, I was like, dude, I, I'll that's a sick shirt. I would buy it. Let's do it. Um, so we went with it. Um, I guess the final thing while we're kind of on random topics. Wait. I, oh, no. The beanie. I'm wearing a new hat here. Forgot it. Uh, I love beanies in the winter, and it's getting cold here already. We shot a video the other day. It was like 33 degrees yeah, out. Yeah, if you didn't watch it, you can tell at the beginning of the video. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're like literally breathing out of my nose. There was like yep. the... Uh, it. When you can what see your it? breath. What is it? <laughs> I, I just say, when I saw my breath... Yeah, when I, and you'd see your breath out of your nose. That. Uh, but these beanies, I, I actually really like. And they're good quality, too. Yeah. Um, so excited about that. What were you going to say? I was going to talk about the onyxes. Uh, any hoodies? Uh, we regu- we have regular foundation hoodies. Yeah, just our we weren't ones. gonna go with these for the hoodies. Um, it just makes it ton more ex- uh, expensive for yeah. everybody. We thought maybe people would like this because the winter better. Yeah, yeah talk the, about the onyxes. Yeah, the pricing on on hoodies just isn't very favorable to us unless um, we're ordering very high quantities, which we're not at this current point. Yeah. Um, these onyxes, which this one's mine. Um, and you know what's funny is. This one, uh, you probably can't tell how sick it is, but it is insanely swirly, cotton candy swirls. One that caught my eye, but I was telling Zach, I left the like 10 to 15 best ones for the people that pre-ordered, and it, mine still looks this sick. Um, it's ridiculous. But yeah, these are the 1060 Onyxes. Uh, pre-orders will be shipping out first thing Friday morning, mm-hmm. um, since that's the technical drop date. There are a few leftovers, um, just because we Maybe. always leave a cushion. I do not know if those will be making it to the site or if they will be used for Black Friday mystery boxes. Which, um, I guess, oh, that's at the end. We're talking that's about that. That's at the end. Yeah, we're going to talk okay. about that in a little Never more mind. detail. I also got this one, which Love is it. literally plain white. And, like, <laughs> uh, I don't know Z. if you can see you through see it, it because of the lights that are on us. But, oh, yeah, you can. You can read the stamp right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's very see-through. Um my hands are sticking now. It's amazing. I'm very happy. Okay. College disc golf. All right. Here we go. So, um, there were no tournaments this past weekend, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But this upcoming weekend, we have the local tournament, the Liberty Flamethrower, uh, this Saturday and Sunday. It's the only tournament on the collegiate schedule for this weekend. 
And it's the biggest I remember it ever being. Yeah. Um, we have Appalachian Bible College, Clemson, Eastern Mennonite University, ECU, Liberty University, NC State, and Western Kentucky represented. And most of those are bringing two teams. Oh, wow. This um, as is well as big. there's two women's teams. Liberty University is bringing three women's teams, technically, but Liberty University and Appalachian Bible College have women's teams as well. Clemson's not coming? Alex Clemson's women's team's not coming, no. Is she playing with the guys? I don't, know. I don't think so. Really? Um, and NC State, uh, as we'll talk in a second, the number one rated team in the nation is not bringing their actual A team. Uh, uh, okay. At least one of their say, players is missing. I was about to say, let's take, um, let's take, you know, who's going to win out of take NC State, but if they're not bringing their A yeah, team, I don't know. Yeah, with them not bringing their A team, um, and Clemson, I feel like, isn't bringing Sam. Oh, so. Um, yeah. So more than likely, really Liberty showing. will be walking away with this. Um Hopefully, it's gonna be close. Hopefully, though. I'm wrong with that. You know, maybe with the the ratings coming out and people seeing where they are, maybe they'll they'll send their teams to because they they already reserved their their spot. Um, right. So maybe they'll send their teams just to try to bump up their ratings or hold their rating where it is. But we'll see. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, we weren't planning on going there to vend or anything, but it seems like there's gonna be a lot of people. Well, I'm I'm gonna be there because I'm running the tournament. Are you gonna vend? You can't vend if you're running the tournament. Let's say because there's I a lot of people. You might. Well, technically it. It's always a iffy subject because I don't think we're supposed to vend on Liberty's campus anyways. Uh, we've done that before. That's why I said it's a touchy subject. All righty. So next topic of the night, um, Drew the Gibson. Rankings. Just we kidding. I completely jumped that. Um, so I was leaving it for you. Collegiate Disc Golf dropped rankings. Uh, was that today I sent it to you? Yes. I, it was today. Five, yeah, I think it was posted today. Today. Um, for the current year, and we got NC State in first, Missouri in second, Ferris State coming in third, Missouri S&T in fourth, North Alabama in fifth, sixth, Liberty, seventh, Kansas State, eighth, Clemson, ninth, Portland State, and tenth, Cincinnati. I will say one thing. Um, I went on the College Disc Golf website. They had this list posted, right? But then they had a link below it to say, like, view our updated ratings, ranking sheet, I mean. If you click on that, it has Appalachian Bible College as number 10 and Cincinnati at number 11. Okay, um, which is interesting because I know they came a few weeks ago to, yes. to us. And now, got I their think the reasoning for that is Appalachian Bible College won a tournament, the oh. Mountain Mama oh, Battle, yeah, whatever, right. last weekend. So I don't know if this list is outdated. Um, personally, I don't think Cincinnati or Appalachian Bible College will be in the top ten uh, come a month or two from now once we have a few more tournaments yeah. uh, with the Midwest and West teams because we see Portland State, but you'll notice there's no Oregon teams on here. Um, yep. I would expect that is going to change. Uh, other noticeable, notable missing teams is like USC. We normally would see in this top 10, um, as well as like an Augusta type team, something like yep. that. We do see some new teams in here with Kansas state, uh, North Alabama, North Alabama and I believe Missouri, that's a newer name because Missouri S and T was up there last year, but I don't remember there being, I don't remember just Missouri. regular Missouri. Yeah. Um, so that's also interesting to see two Missouri teams in second and fourth. Clearly a lot of uh, What Midwest. website is this on? This is on collegediscgolf.com. Thank you. Collegediscgolf.com, um, Rob. Clearly a lot of stuff's been happening Midwest with Missouri Ferris State and Missouri S&T, as well as North Alabama kind of and Kansas State, the more I look at it, uh, all up there. So as we see some of the southern, southeast, and uh, western tournaments kick in, I would expect this to change. But, yeah, we'll keep you updated as much as we know, as much as it's updated. So Yeah, definitely. All right, and now over to some more off-season news. Um, talking about Drew Gibson. Uh, since we've been here, 
we did know that he was sponsored by Infinite, uh, right? We talked about that last time. No, I don't think so. I think this has all happened since our last podcast. Oh, right. We knew, but like we didn't we knew know. we didn't say it. We weren't allowed to say. Okay. So anyway, Drew Gibson sponsored by Infinite and Legacy Discs. Um, well, I guess first of all, we could we could start there. Let me ask you a question. Do you think this is where the sport's going? Where no. people are going to start going to manufacturers? No. Yes, manufacturers. I meant. I'm because, sorry. I mean, okay. Let's look uh, at any other sport. retailers, right? Um, this would be kind of like seeing LeBron James, his headline sponsor being Dick Sporting Goods, mm. or yeah. uh, I can't even think of another sporting goods store. Played against sports, like that doesn't make sense. Yeah, uh, it makes sense Nike because that's where the money is. You know what I mean? Uh, Infinite Discs. The more they grow, the more Discraft and Innova and these their pockets grow. Right, and so then therefore Discraft and Innova will always be the biggest companies. Unless Infinite Discs manufacturing side picks up and they become, but you see where I'm coming from. It's right. the same thing with like Nike. Dick Sporting Goods is gonna probably never overtake Nike because it just that doesn't make sense. Right. So that's why I don't think the sport will go in this direction. But with that being said, it seems like a very good move for Drew. Yes. Um. So we see. Uh, we also saw today. Um, we saw him announce Gibson Industries. Now, that kind of introduced a big question mark into this whole situation because um, if you go onto his Instagram bio, uh, where did I read that? Gibson uh, Industry Instagram bio, Instagram, yeah. Instagram bio. Instagram bio says discs, apparel, accessories, basket sales, and course design. And then he also mentions clothing design and disc production in his Instagram post. Um, from the PDGA radio Weird. interview with him, we heard that Infinite Discs will be producing his discs. Mm-hmm. So as he designs discs and comes out with molds, Infinite Discs will be producing them. Um, so I don't know if Gibson Industries is going to be a way to sell those and to sell discs, but then that kind of competes with Infinite Discs. Right. Um, so I'm very confused by that aspect, Gibson Industries. I, I um, mean, I am too, and which we can get more of a, um, you know, we can get more of a clarification in maybe in like two weeks because I had commented on his Instagram page and told him he should come on the podcast to talk about this, and he said yes. So probably in two weeks, yeah. we have a board meeting next week. Um, so in two weeks, we'll probably have uh, Gibson on here, and we can ask him these questions. But I agree with you, confusing, because um, why competing with... Yeah, originally, before I heard the PJ Radio uh, interview, I said um, what I was expecting is... Legacy Disc will make his molds, and then Infinite Disc will be the retailer for these molds, because that's where it made sense in my head. After hearing the PDGA radio interview, we see that Infinite Disc is actually making his molds. So I'm a little confused as to where Legacy fits into this equation, right? Because we see he's talked several times that he's going to be throwing a mixed bag. Um, he's mentioned, you know, Discraft sending him a box. He's still working closely with Innova. He's mentioned, you know, he's excited to test out some, like, MVP, and he said, uh, you know, he's going to have the Infinite Discs um, Monarch, I believe is their thing. That look, It's like a Firebird. Uh, yes. He's going to have that in his bag, and then, you know, Legacy's going to be in his bag. But I'm very confused as to his contract with Legacy, where, where it really benefits them. Right. Um, because he's throwing a mixed bag. We've seen other players with Legacy be able to throw a full Legacy bag. So technically, I don't think they have a full lineup. But they have a full lineup. Like, you could throw a full Legacy if you wanted. So I don't know if it's a requirement of, like, X amount of discs in his bag have to be Legacy or, you know, a percentage of his bag or... I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see kind of if we ever can see the details of that Legacy contract. I mean, we can ask him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's the only way we'll ever uh, figure that out. He was um, open with PDJ Radio that 
they asked him about his bonuses, and he said yeah. the bonuses from Infinite and from Legacy will combine to be about the same as Innova, yep. but with a lot more opportunity to promote other stuff. You're taking all my notes here, man. Oh, sorry. No, um, I'm kidding. I wrote down my own notes, and then yeah. this is, you got it all. Because um, we actually listened to an outside podcast for once. Yeah, we I did nor- good. I tried to, but... We did good. Um, we have a question. Uh, well, one of the comments is, Stan said, is he trying to work it out like Paul is with Discraft, like Paul is his line of discs? That's I, what he said. Yeah. Um, pretty much is that he's going to have a line of discs. Yeah, that's what I said. I said seems similar to Paul's deal with Discraft on yep. a smaller scale with Infinite. Yep. Um, which that I think is a great move because mm-hmm. that's something that can provide you stability long term. Because yep. if he, like for instance, Paul's Zeus is a great disc and it's something that's in a lot of players' bags now. Same with the Onyx and stuff like that. So if Paul tomorrow couldn't play disc golf anymore, he'd still have a source of income. Exactly. Um, And that's where a lot of players in like Drew's shoes and stuff like that are lacking is if I lose disc golf tomorrow, I don't have income. Yep. Basically. Um, We're even seeing that like with Yuli when he tore his ACL earlier in the season. uh, And, you know, there's still a question mark. At least I haven't seen an answer as to when he's coming back. He doesn't have really a source of income. You know what I mean? We've seen his his signature discs, sure, you know, his tour series discs, but if you're not a player, why would Discraft re-sign you if this is a he's out forever type of injury? Right. It shouldn't be, but if it is, then that's a huge question mark that I think this can answer for a player like Drew Gibson. Um, and hopefully we see some of the disc manufacturers start to take advantage of it, um, kind of like a shoe deal. Like we're going to make the LeBron or the Steph Curry shoes I think that's a very similar thing that manufacturers should start taking advantage of. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, going back on what we were talking about before with Nike, Sam says, look at ball golf and Nike. Nike doesn't make equipment anymore, yet they're one of the biggest sponsors of athletes in Nike. That's true, but they make apparel. So, for instance, Tiger Woods, when he was with Nike, I believe still used a mixed bag because he refused to give, us, give up his putter. But um, for the most part, you know, this is like – it kind of is like a – Crush Clothes used to sponsor a lot of disc golf players. So, like, Paul was sponsored by Crush Clothes and Innova. Uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's always going to be a part of the sport because if we see Under Armour or even Adidas is in the sport, those contracts are always going to be there. But it would be weird for, uh, like, a golfer to be strictly with Nike, you know, and, like, using, I don't know, like, using a mixed bag and just completely rejecting the, I can't even think of a Titleist and ping or whatever you know what i mean yeah. uh like that would be weird at this state because there's money there there's money to be made by being sponsored by both okay and there's nothing preventing you from being sponsored by both um to the point like big germ i think has connections with infinite as well because he just he came out with that concrete slab while still keeping a full infinite uh, i mean innova sponsorship yeah that makes a lot more sense to me mm-hmm. i feel you there um there are some quite there okay this stuff, this all these questions we'll come back and ans- answer because they're good questions. I just don't, I can't fit them in. Um, yeah, so the Gibson industry thing definitely confusing. Um, also, uh, Drew, if you're watching this and you want someone to help you rework that logo, I'm here for you, buddy. Oh my um, gosh, I can't believe you just said that. What? Like, I'm, I'm a graphic designer. I would love to work on his logo. Yeah, you said rework his logo. Yeah, redesign his logo. That's what it's called. Rework it. That's Oof. what I, I do that on a daily basis. With, like, that's what I do. I rework No, I know. It, it just kind of seemed like... I didn't mean it hey, to that, come off That like, needs help, buddy. No, Reach I was out. saying, like, I could, I'd be happy to help. Okay. Um, well, other things other that Drew... sponsor news. Wait, no, I'm not done with that. Oh, there's more Drew Gibson? Well, no, not news. I'm just... I just want to... I have more things I wrote down. Oh, okay, go for it. Uh, so, discs that he's going to... He said that he's going to want... 
ones to throw. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I can't even read my own handwriting. Have no clue what that uh, says. One of the big ones was the zone. He he want that's well that's one of them. Yeah. I don't know what the other heck the heck I, it says Max, but that's not what he said. So I have no clue what that is. Um, so he wants to, he's going to throw the zone. Onyx. He wants to try the onyx. Yes, there you go. He said he talks he he has felt it before. Hasn't really thrown it much. Really wants to throw the onyx. Good job. Another I, thing. I read it. Another thing that that reminded me of is he said multiple times in the interview that he has things in the work to work with Paul Macbeth and, and Ulibarri. Ulibarri. So I don't really know. I don't know what that meant either. What he has in the I works with them. Um, but that is very interesting. He also kind of hinted at, like, I think he said, like, let's say Discraft wanted me to do a disc review, and they wanted to pay me, like, 200-some bucks to do disc reviews. Like, yeah. that opens it up now. So that, like, that makes a lot of sense to me, to be able to monetize yourself to reach out to Prodigy and be like, hey, you know, I just saw you're dropping that new 500 plastic. I don't know if you saw that, but I they did. are. I did. I screenshot um, it. Hey, I just saw you're dropping that new 500 plastic. I'd love to do a disc review on my Instagram. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have 30,000. Like, now he can become kind of like an influencer within yeah. disc golf. So, all around, I think, like I said, I don't think this is a great move for a lot of players in the future of the sport. But for Drew Gibson in this particular instance, I think this seems like uh, the best case scenario for him in a way that he can get some financial security without having to worry about play, which in the past has meant better plays coming. Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about cashing anymore. Two things uh, I want to say about the rest of this, and then we can move on. So stop talking so much. Um, so one, one thing he did say was he wanted to make sure, like you, with these different brands, obviously you get more discs. More discs, he said, that'll fit different shots. You know, for example, when he steps up to a tee, he doesn't have to throw a T-bird, T-bird, yeah. T-bird every time. So does that mean that he doesn't think that Innova has like a complete lineup, do you think? Well, I don't think anyone does. I don't think any singular brand has a complete lineup. Okay. Because, I mean, Innova doesn't have a zone or even well, a heart. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, I mean, most companies don't have a T-Bird. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Discraft doesn't really have a T-Bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just, that it just doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and the last thing he said was, this opens it up, not uh, so not worrying about one company's needs and wants. So true. I wonder if Innova was kind of like, very pushy. Like, you can only do this. You can only do this. I need you to do this. It could have been. Which makes sense. It could have. Because that's your contract. But, yeah. like, he, it just might have gotten too much for him to where he's backing out, which we see a lot of people backing out. They're into the contracts, it seems like. Yeah. He was very, years. very adamant to make sure people understood he was still in good terms yeah. with Innova. Yeah. And that he was still good friends with Jonathan Poole and still in their team pa- team Facebook page or something like which that. Which he also said, um, their team page, they never talk. And if you noticed, he did say, sometimes... Groups talk, separate groups, like little cliques. Yeah. So that also kind of shows to what Innova's um, <laughs> kind of becoming. But Yeah, I think part of it might have been the fact that he sees how well manufacturing discs and designing discs is working for Paul. Exactly. And he wanted to jump on it. It's kind of a proof of concept, like, hey, that works. He might have went to Innova and said, I want that. And yeah. they said, no. Not, not and here, he's like, not. okay, well, I can find it somewhere else. You know, yeah. I he was very clear that, like, he only signs year-to-year contracts right now. Um which is proven good for him because yeah. while, you know, as we're about to talk about, uh, there's not a lot player-wise happening this offseason because of the fact that most players are in contract for a few more years. Yeah. All right, good. Let's move on to the other sponsorship news. Yeah, so here's a long list of players that Latitude 64 scooped back up. We have Kristen Tatar, Emerson Keith, Albert Tam, Silver, that's definitely lot. not supposed to say last. Silver <laughs> Lot. Silver Last, and I was very confused. Uh, silver, I think it's, yeah, Lat. 
uh, Rebecca Cox. All have signed extensions with Latitude 64, most of them through 2022. Rebecca Cox is only through 2021, however. Um, interesting to me is Emerson Keith and Kristen Tatar and Albert Tamp, all three of them had such a good year, um, and they've been signed, re-signed with Latitude 64, I think even before the season ended. Yeah, so th- is that kind of like a oh, we really don't want them to leave. Let's try and extend their contract real quick. I think so. And I'm very surprised that the player went along with it. Because if I'm Emerson Keith right now, the year I just had, the year I have going forward, I'm waiting until, like, I'm hearing options. You know what I mean? I'm listening to Discraft, I'm sure. Innova, I'm sure. Prodigy. Like, player, people would have offered me. But they're just extensions, so I think they're still under contract, technically. So they couldn't f- field offers for another year. I, for some whatever. reason, I felt like Emerson's was done, and that they so just signed him for Oh, really? I feel like his was running up this year, and but while he was under contract, they offered him the extension. Okay. I was say, because you also have to think, uh, for somebody like Emerson, who just had a kid and just got married, it's um, security. That's true. You know? Um, yeah, I'm just looking at it from, like, if I have, like, if you just offered me uh, to re-sign, and I know, like, you, let's say you offer me a deal worth $10,000, and then Discraft offered me a deal worth twenty. And I'm like, hey, I come back to you like, hey, I want to stay with you, but this company's offering me 20. Yeah. Like, can you match it? If you say yes, I did nothing, I risked nothing, and I just gained 10,000 more dollars. Yeah. Like, to me, that's they, – and they might have. They might have shopped around and came back to Latitude. There's no proof that they didn't do that. I oh, was and McCray was also resigned. Oh, that just wasn't on the list, but – No, yeah. Okay. Um, I, we also have two, two different people saying that Trilogy has the most extensive, if not complete, lineup. Yeah, but there are three companies. So like dynamic doesn't have a complete lineup, latitude doesn't, and Westside doesn't. But I can see I can see what you mean there, um, yeah. Because I mean, uh, Explorer is basically a T bird. Yep, that's what someone said, and they said yeah. the suspect is a zone. Well, a harp, harp suspect. Yeah. There. I mean, I think they even have the Cenus. So whatever. Oh gosh. Whatever yeah. you're feeling, you got a oversable putter for you yeah. within within those three brands. All right. So. Now, this we, we figured out earlier today also. Jordan Castro has announced that he's leaving Dynamic. Um, the That's reason- not what we figured out today. We figured something no, else out. No, sorry. Um, yeah, no, we didn't find that out today. The reason why it's on, the, you know, it's on our notes, and we're going to make a you know, little big deal about it, is, it, okay, so in his post when he was leaving, he said it was not his, it says the decision was out of my hands. So it kind of seems like they said, all right, we're going we're gonna to let you go, buddy. Like, time to go. Yeah, but then in recent posts, um, it kind we can't really read it. We don't know if he's one trying to suck up and you know get taken back to yeah. to dynamic, or two like reliving on his moments that he had with his dynamic family and is all upset, kind of like you know sappy in the moment. Um, but it kind of he he posted a logo of dynamic and said um, more than a logo. Yeah. Right. That so, was all it said. Like it was right, just more than a big. logo. So kind of, I guess it could you could read it as the sappy part. Yeah. Like this was family, kind of thing. Yeah. But is he trying to get back with them? He's still posting dynamic po- photos. Do, yeah. So did they like all of a sudden sign him back? Don't really know what's going on there. So that's gonna be interesting yeah, to see where today, that. Uh, we also see him post a picture with the whole team, like dynamic disc team. Even people were photoshopped in the back. Yeah, I saw I don't that. Know if you saw it like pages photoshopped in the back, like about to throw and yeah. in a living room. Um, and the caption just says family. Mm-hmm. And so it's very like, it feel, it's weird. It is uh, a, little, a little bit. To me, I was just very confused by it. Um, I will say uh, Jeremy Rusco, the CEO of Dynamic Discs. Um, he's the CEO? Yeah, he's the creator. 
Wait, who's that guy that we that with, always with the camera we see? The media guy. What's his name? Uh, Bobby Cool Daddy Slick Breeze. Yeah. Um, I don't know his actual name. Oh, Bobby okay. Brown. Okay, okay. Go ahead, go. Uh, he's just the media guy. Um, oh, okay. But on his initial post, Rusko commented uh, something about, like, not sad to see you go, but, like, we, were, we loved our time with you type of a thing. Um, Someone said that people asked about it on Disc Golf Answer Man, and they kind of just dodged the question. So I wonder if they just dropped him. I, I, that's what it feels like to me is that because well, he said decision wasn't in my hands. Rusko commented on it and was like something about like we really liked having you here, like blah blah blah. Um, and it feels like he must have like really wanted, like loved being on the team. And I don't know if something happened for them to drop him or but he just he doesn't wasn't. really play. He's not like a stellar. Player. I think he I think he has like a full time job and he plays like okay on the side. So that makes sense. Um, and but yeah, it's still weird seeing. Those posts. Yeah. Um, but we, to be honest with you, I know it has to have happened, but I can't think of another player that it's been public that they were kind of dropped. No. I don't know. Because most of the time it announces, like, I'm leaving so-and-so. Like, I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't really seen a player say, like, the decision wasn't in my hands. Like, yeah, I'm gone. I wish I wasn't. Like, it, that, it just the whole situation feels weird to me. Um, and I'm interested to see what comes in the next few days. I would assume some company is going to pick him up. Somebody but. also said, I'm wondering if this whole performance oriented, I'm wondering if this was a performance oriented decision with Eric McKay being the new tour manager that I feel like is true. That could be it. I um, feel like that's true. So I wonder if they just didn't have a spot for Castro, if he's already got a full-time job, because it's not like Eric McCabe again, he's not, a, you know, yeah, well, this is also the, the, the switch because Robert McCall got moved to marketing director, I yeah. believe. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that could be Eric coming in and being like, hey, look, you're not going to fit into what I want to do right. with our team. Like, I want to free up some cash, some bonus cash, whatever, to yeah. per- pursue someone else. Um, 100%. Possibly like a... Emer- Emerson. <laughs> I was going to say Henna Bloomrose, because she announced today, uh, which I don't actually know where she announced, because I saw it on Ulti World, but yeah. it was announced today that she's leaving ProDiscus, um, which in my eyes, makes her the biggest free agent of this offseason. So far she is. I um, mean, she's a monster. Yeah, I don't, She is I don't so good. see another big one coming up because, I mean, if we look at Paige under contract, Cat under contract, um, Sexton, Germ, Everybody. Barsby, Paul, Ricky, they're all under contract for at least another year. They are. Yeah, everyone I just listed, even some that you might be surprised at because I was too, are under contract at least through this upcoming year. So, so that's why that one's not public knowledge is because... Correct. Because they're under contract. That's not a, so it's because it's not uh, allowed. So, yeah, well, there's... Well, so it's going to... I don't know of another big name being released this year. So this, to me, is going to be one of the biggest stories of the offseason is where does Henna go? My guess, she's going to go where her... I feel like her best friend because they're always together. Um, and there goes her name out of my mind. Kristen? Nope. Evelina? Yes. There you go. So, Inova, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see Discraft pick her up. That too. Because who is Discraft's top woman? I mean, Vanessa Van Dyken's up there. Um, obviously, Haley King's up there, but they don't. They don't have the. I don't Kristen know. Tatar, Paige Pierce, Katrina Allen type player. Wow. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Discraft come after Henna uh, with a pretty big contract. Sarah Hokum is not formally under contract for 2020 because this was just a one-year deal with MVP. Can't see them not renewing, though. Yeah, that's true. Oh, and Nico. Yeah, that's Nico? true. Nico, it was teased oh, Discmania. Oh, yeah, Discmania. Um, I forgot about that but, tease. Well, has 
has Nico been okay? Someone answered this for me. Has Nico been under contract? And I like, have no like, clue. He d- he wasn't sponsored this year, was he? Um. Well, who he's Nico the- is the player that I'm shocked they didn't do an infinite disc type deal sooner. Oh, that's true. Because that why on earth wouldn't you? I mean, he's always technically sponsored tied to gateway because his yeah. uncle i think owns it some someone in his family owns gateway so there's always going to be a gateway do you see gateway message tie yeah i did okay. um there's always going to be a gateway tie and i'm sure nico will have like gateway signature discs yeah. and stuff like that um but i mean it's, it's a player like him it's never going to work with a major manufacturer because i think he's technically sponsored by some uh canadian company or something I don't know. I mean, it was at least a year ago, but it's never going to work because he refuses to give up wizards and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. So that's why he's always butted heads with like Prodigy and of a teams like yeah. that. So. Um. Patrick just asked, um, what did Drew do? Uh, well, we talked about twenty five minutes for that. He about is that. <laughs> sponsored by Infinite and Legacy for this upcoming year and his own company. Yeah. But go back Gibson to the beginning because we talked a lot about that. All right, so now let's move on to we got a bunch of questions here that we're going to ask each other basically. Well, let's uh are there any questions from the board a because ton. this is this is I technically go back to the beginning. um our like main topic of the night that we're about to get to. So if there's some good questions, we'll we'll take some time to answer those before we get into this. Okay. Um thoughts on the next gen tour. Now, I don't really know if we're allowed to give our real thoughts. Um Are we allowed? I never signed anything. Yeah. Um, So I, I think that the idea is great. Um, I think, I think the execution is where it, like the, the promises and stuff made are where the tour should be in like 10 years. So what's happening is they're not over promising because they're delivering on a lot of it, but their promises are so big that it's hard for them to deliver to the expectations. Um, to where and there's also extremely high entry fees with because of the the benefit of you know the fifty thousand added cash slash car thing. Um, but in order to get that, you have to pay your own way to Texas this year. Um, so from a player standpoint, it's really hard to justify paying higher prices to play these tournaments, knowing one of the big drawing factors is if I get far enough, I have to pay my way to Texas. Um, which for a lot of amateurs, that means taking vacation we- days from work. Yeah. Uh, you know, and a lot of stuff when you're playing an amateur tournament. So, you know, you're not really winning money back. Right. Um, you're exactly. winning a lot of exposure. But if you're not a young gun, you're not, uh, I think Silas Schultz won last year. He's like 16 or 17. You're not that type of a player. If you're like 30 or 40, exposure really isn't worth that much to you exactly. because you probably already have a job you like or maybe you hate, but you don't can't afford to lose. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think the idea itself is good. Um, but I think that they're trying to do too much, uh, which is we, hurting the tour. Yeah, we noticed halfway throughout this uh, year that um, they, or maybe more than half, they lowered their prices because they, quote, had noticed that, you know, people weren't wanting to pay that much. Yeah. And as soon as we saw the prices, what they were, because we were going to run some events, we were like, I mean, I can tell you right now, this isn't going to work. Yeah, and we, we had one person register over three events. Yeah. And I'm, I was like, how, why do they think this is going to yeah, work? We, but we what's sh- their business plan here? I think what I think what it is is in the Midwest where, like, you can drive to Texas. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, yeah, it's like a three-hour drive. I can Those stay up with a buddy. Georgia, Florida, yeah, like, like, that'll work. Places like that, it, it's, it showed it does work. Yeah. Um, and that's also where Feldberg is running events. So right. Feldberg's like, I have no trouble. Why is everyone else having trouble? <laughs> well, well, it's because <laughs> the farther you get away from Texas, 
the more unrealistic paying $100 for a two-day B tier when the player's pack has a big question mark on it because we did have some issues with it that was too. originally promised, you know, you can pick whatever player's pack you want. And then that turns out that you could like pick a Discraft player's pack and they would send you Discraft discs that you didn't pick and stuff like that. Um, which again, that just kind of comes from the, the, I don't want to say over promise under deliver because I think it was a misunderstood promise. I think they, they promised what they meant and it was taken the wrong way from yeah. TDs and players to where, the expectations were a lot higher than they were originally meant to be. And so it led to disappointment. And hopefully they can kind of take all the feedback from this year, not as everyone hates on us and like, this is this sucks, whatever, you know, we're, we're doing a good thing, we need whatever, and take it as like actual criticism. Like, okay, so next year, how can we lower the play? Because to me, sorry, I'm on a little soapbox. To me, $25,000 added cash is great. Like insane, right? So you're saying, okay, so 50 down to 25, that's half. There's half your players' pack player yeah. entry fees. Fifty dollars. So now we're I'd talking. Now we're talking fifty. Yeah, right. yeah. And in my mind, that like right, do exactly what you did this year. If you can afford fifty thousand added, lower the entry fees in half and just make it twenty five thousand added cash, and your growth of the tour is going to exponentially go up. It's going to be insane. Right. To right. where then the next year, yeah. Now there's a name. Now it's built around like oh, next gen was sick last year. Now I'm going to charge $75,000 or $75, <laughs> and we're going to have, what, 30 some thousand added cash. Like, and then yeah. grow it back to 50 If you can get the 50 just use it to cut your expenses. Right. Like I, I was very confused by it. I think that they just kind of over, uh, not over-promised, but raised expectations too high. And so it led to a lot of disappointed players. All right. I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to answer all these questions because Hunter is going off today. I, I don't know. I'm You're just, going I'm, off. I'm a talkative mood. Uh, everyone talks about shrinking the basket to make uh, disc golf harder. How about PDGA ruling run-up shots to be only wait? Oof. How about PDGA ruling run-up shots to be only used off the tee? Is that a thing? There's no way. No, it's not a thing. And okay, is that a question? Um, that's yeah. That's what he's saying. Like to make disc golf harder to oh, do that. Okay. Well, let's go back to the shrinking baskets because we've kind of talked about this maybe in private and not like on yeah. podcast. Um, I think there are some tournaments that use, what do you call them? Marksman. Marksman baskets. And I've seen some. Um, do I think it has any place in disc golf? Probably not as like a legit thing. Well, I think it does. Like I could see the pro tour implementing it as the marksman baskets are basket and having like some sleeve adapter to where they can go into a course, pull up the baskets, put a marksman in to those baskets so that the pro tour or like the national tour, something it becomes harder for the players. Yeah, but let's just say if you have, well, uh, okay, so let's just say you have one tour that's got marksmen mm-hmm. and one tour that's got regular baskets. That's a logist, that's nightmare for players because you're like, all right, you've got to change your putt this week. No, you just hit dead center. You ain't got to worry about nothing. Yeah, but it's it's still a whole different. I like I like the pros having to play on a mark. Well, then tw- change it everywhere then. that's But that's impossible because now you're asking Peaksview Park well, you no, know, no, 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 not everywhere. No, no, no. I'm saying, like, change it uh, national tour and change it pro tour. Okay, then they go play everywhere. an A-tier when they have a different basket. Like, there's always you're yeah, always going to play a tournament with a different basket. Yeah. I just see it being a tour-implemented thing, and I like that. Um, I also wouldn't mind the extent, the circle being extended uh, closer to, like, 40 feet because, to be honest with you, I think jumping, jump putting a, a 32-footer is cheating. Like, I know it's not actually – well, 32 is. 34-footer is cheating. It's it, – like me jump putting like a 34 footer, I don't do it. But like when I do, I like feel wrong. 
Yeah. Because it feels like a 20-footer then. It just feels weird. And so I mean, but, I do it and I nail them, so I like it. That's what I'm saying. But like yeah. stuff like that, I could see them extending that out. And I think there's other ways to make it harder. Ex- like getting rid of the run-up except there's for off the tee. not a thing. No way. No. Because, because then you look at like a par five they're playing and their second shots. Or like Nico's albatross would never happen. Right. And like a lot of the best moments in the sport that's going to get us publicity wouldn't happen because you're not having players throw five, 600 feet except for on the tee. Right. So um, Another question. Am I going to hurt my... Am I going to hurt my arm throwing forehand off the tee every time? No. Uh, that's well, what I well, do. You Welcome. shouldn't. Uh, if you have <laughs> if bad you, form, yes. Yeah, I was going to say if you have bad form, because that's what I do. So, no, you're not going to hurt yourself. Man, I have not great forehand form, so if I throw a lot, yes, I hurt myself. What is the most satisfying shot or flight that you personally personally to see? Uh, anything that hides or flips. Yeah, that is true. Love it. True. Especially if you can, like, hyzer flip to a full flight. And there's just something like when you hit that right and it just like slowly flips up and you're like, like that's going a long way. And it's just like, I don't know. I love that shot. When do you think disc golf is going to be televised on ESPN? Never. Uh, opinion on signing baskets at a public course if you throw an ace. Don't, Horrible. Don't you dare do that. That's if you uh, do that, shame on you and that's disgusting. I would like to see. If you want to pay for a new basket, go ahead and do I it. I would like to see courses put in like a. Like on a, like on the bottom of the hole, like have a little place for people to sign. That's so that, fine. So that people like that can sign it and yeah. But like that's the same as like you're, going you're defacing in, public yeah, property. It's the don't same do as that. like just tagging something with graffiti. Essentially. Yeah, please don't do that. Um, I was I know I didn't I'm not up to this question yet. Um, but somebody said, "What is grip locked? What is it in general?" Or like, that's just well, grip locks is our. Uh, it, so in general, it's just we thought it was a funny name for a disc golf podcast because it's where you're like lining up to throw here, and you hold on too long and it goes way off to the right, and it also is like you're locked in. I don't. I don't know. It just it's like disc golf related. It sounds like a cool podcast name. So here we are. Yeah, I feel like I'm answering these questions fast. You're I'm you're trying. doing good. Um, now I I feel like this is a joke. So is Liberty is the Liberty tournament using the tree hit standard of scoring, the attempted putting, but missing standard or normal scoring? Uh, normal scoring, but I would have done a lot better if it used tree hit scoring. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So I just got up to the grip lock thing. Um, what is wrong with the Corvette logo? Well, I mean, that was it was a Corvette. Huh? Drew Gibson's old Corvette logo. It was the Corvette logo. Like that's what's wrong with it. Oh God! So you don't like the Corvette logo? No, I love the Corvette logo, but oh. it's the Corvette logo. Oh, so okay. it's like if we had a Nike swoosh and wrote foundation in it. I get what you're saying. Like that's what's wrong with it is, but that's not the logo that I was talking about for Gibson Industries. This is a new logo that is like his own creative right thing, which I remember. I actually went back and forth with Drew on the Corvette logo back in the day. I commented on his post, and we had like a ten post back and forth why I thought it was wrong. He thought it was right. Um, I forgot about that. Didn't uh, La Castro have a sponsorship sponsorship recently with DD? Not recently, no. I mean, back if you go back to like 2012, even when Paul was sponsored by DD, he was with them. But that was when DD was like a company kind of like us, where they're just like stamping discs and had clothes. Um, then a lot of players were sponsored by them. Um, did you guys talk about the Team Discraft Elite page? The unknown players get to be announced. We didn't talk about it because I have no what no clue what you're talking about. Um, unknown pl- what? Unknown players get to what? Unknown players yet to be named. So I wonder if in the Discraft Facebook page. So they must have signed somebody that's just not announced yet. No, I don't know. Well, let me know what you're talking about, Sam, because uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Jeffrey Espin did not. Ep- es- wow. Epstein. Yep, did not kill himself. 
that's another comment. Glad that made it into our uh, yeah, comment thanks, feed. Yeah, thanks, guys. Um, circle one at 45 feet. Yeah, could be. I like that. All right, and that's it. So let's All move right. on. So now on to the uh, very loose discussion topic tonight. Yo, technically, we got, 20, we got 10 minutes left. Yeah, we're going to go long. We're going to go very long because uh, we have... Not very, very long. We got two make, more pages left, Smalls. Fast. We're going to make these fast. It's fine. We're, we're going to make these fast. And then we got to play our game. This game is going to be legit. It's not going to be a one-time game. This no, is going to span months. this is going to be like a month-long game, uh, at least. Okay, but feel free to answer these questions we're asking each other kind of in the comment the section website. as well. Um, I'm going to go look now. Go ahead, talk. Uh, so... Basically, we're talking about if disc golf had unlimited budget slash no restrictions, what would you do in certain situations? So the first one is, if you had zero res- restrictions blocking you in disc golf, so like no restriction in talent, you're following money, nothing, no restriction whatsoever, what would be the first thing that you would change or do? Okay, so I had an answer in my head uh, because I thought about these. I didn't write them down, and it's gone. So you talk, and I'm going to try and remember it. I literally sat and stared at my computer screen after writing this question for like 10 minutes because I couldn't come up with anything. I definitely did, but and I can't remember now. I came up with a very unrealistic and kind of dumb idea, um, but I think it'd be kind of cool. So I said open a disc, all, a disc manufacturer that's for players. So basically, players design their discs and the plastics they want those discs in, and then you produce said discs. And you factor a royalty for each player into the wholesale cost of the disc. So they're motivated to promote their disc and leave current sponsors. So basically, like, instead of Paul doing it with Discraft, Drew doing it with Infinite and stuff like that, it would be, like, one company that's like, okay, you want your disc in the, like, kind of like a co-packer. Where, like, I can, if I'm a coffee roaster, I can go to them and say, like, here's my beans. I need it in this, this, this. You can be like, here's the disc I want. Produce it for me. And then, I don't know. I thought that would be kind of cool. Well, that's a good answer uh, because I don't have mine. Now that I forgot, of course, I should probably write these down. down. But one thing that I just thought of when you were saying that, you know, when you go into a store and they have, uh, you know, the machine where it's touchscreen and you can like order your food straight from there. Yeah. What if like you walked into, let's just say warehouses had like open, uh, you know, it was open in the front. Okay. You walk up to the machine and you can literally design your disc. Like, okay, let's say you pick putter, they give you all these different molds you can choose from, and then you pick you. Press on the mold, and then like kind of like when you're designing something, you drag and drop, like push things up. That would be sick. You could do that with like a 3D printer. That'd be so sick and be expensive. That'll be crazy expensive. But and so 3D cool. printers takes hours plus. There's companies. Still... You said unrealistic. I mean, yeah, no, very zero un- budget. Yeah, yeah so it would be dope. But I'm trying to think if that could be realistic. Um, Sam, there there are 3D printers or companies that use 3D printers oh, to yeah. test discs now which I think is so cool. Really? They don't have to... Old days, they had to, like, go make a mold, test it, didn't work, go, 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 like, go again, whatever. I'm stuttering all over my words. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Um, but now, like, I don't think... I don't know if Discraft does it, but I know there's at least one smaller company that does it. For some reason, I felt like Discraft does, but I don't know. But they'll, like... Like, for instance, if Paul walked up to you and said, I want to design this, like, does like this, like, describes the Onyx, you can design it on your computer... And then print it, and like by the next day, you'll have the prototype, and it's 3D printed, so you can like throw it, and it'll fly. But you know, it's not gonna be good quality. But you can at least see what it's gonna fly like, and then you can tweak that until you get the mold you're happy with to create the mold. Right. I think that's dope, and so that could be the the answer to what you just came up with right there. Well, that's pretty interesting. Uh, now I wish my phone would load because it's where the team discraft stuff is. Okay, what disc or discs would you design? So, I know this is not what uh, foundation is going to be doing 
anytime soon or ever because, oh, one of the questions was, do you think the disc golf, all these discs are making the disc golf market like flooded no. or like, um, like to, uh, discs. Yeah. Keep, like go ahead. Manufacturers have to come out with new discs to keep, uh, people want occupied and interested. Um, and so that's like a necessity. It's the same thing as like golf. Like the, I'm sure it's it's the same thing with McDonald's coming yeah. out with a new item or or uh, yeah, like Chick Fil A just came out with mac and cheese. Yeah, right. Like y- y- I, that's just what it is. Like I'm, I, you're not gonna get flooded with it because with every like disc manufacturer, we just saw Dynamic and stuff like retire all these molds. With every mold they retire, they're just gonna replace it with a new one. Try to keep their lineup full. Um, so no, I think uh, I think soon we're gonna start seeing some like weird innovation. Um, I don't know how so because I'm not a genius but someone who is a genius is probably like i wonder if we do this to the bottom of the disc or like add a pattern to the top of the disc not like the well i guess technically like the miscellane or whatever but something i don't know i feel like there's some weird stuff that could happen but no i don't think it's hurting the sport i think it's hurting our wallets but not the sport with the elite team page i see paul nate Eulabari, johansson austin hannum presnell did not mean to press on him uh, a few more people, and then there's no question mark or anything. There, there's, that's it. That just ends. Okay, he's gonna look at it because I'm not seeing it, um, and I'm on the Wi-Fi, so make sure our stream strength's good because I don't see it up there. Uh, you're off the Wi-Fi now. All right. Well, it's it not gonna load without the Wi-Fi. Um, so what would I design? I I honestly want to make like our own discs as foundation. I want to mold discs, um, just because I feel like. Um, I don't know. That that's a milestone, I guess, of mine. I mean, I don't know what, what we. What would you make? That's that's the thing, because that's what we talked about that one day when we talked about this, and you were like, "No, we can't or we shouldn't," because what would we make? Like everything has been made. But then your answer, you just said it's not oversaturated. So there's some. I mean, we can make. I mean, we can make. I mean, I think the if you're starting the thing to always start with is something overstable. Oh, because that's well. I mean, putter too. Either putter or overstable putter, even. But. Overstable is easy to design, and you know people are going to like it. Right. So that's really simple. Once you start getting, like, flippy, then it gets all tricky because, A, the design of it's weird, and then, B, uh, flippy discs, you know, some players love them, some players hate them, the amount it flips. Like, then you're just narrowing your market down. So um, so what, what would you say? Just a disc. Just create the disc in your head. Tell me what it is and what it flies like. Um, okay. Well, well, then I guess for myself. Yeah, just any okay. disc you'd make. It would be like the Epic, but PDGA legal and not be uncomfortable to throw. So something that'll flip and fly, basically. So like flip all the way over and go. Yeah, basically like another Epic, but sense. one that it would be PGA legal and... Um, and feel like a normal disc. Yeah, basically, which obviously is not possible that's because that's why... What would you have said? What would you well, so I said I would... Now, this technically has been attempted multiple times and kind of exists, but I would like simplify it. Um, to create a line of discs that has three molds of each disc, right? So let's say the Onyx. This would technically be like the Onyx Pro. Then there'd be an Onyx Am and an Onyx Beginner. Okay, and that's kind of cool. It's created so that at three different at three different powers, it flies the same. So as your game develops and your distance increases, you that's always cool. have the same disc and the same flight in your bag so that you get used to it and comfortable with it, basically. Um, highly unrealistic because of the fact that you know, there's going to be in-between stages. Like when you're in-between the beginner and the AM, and the AM one's way more stable than you're used to, and the beginner's way more flippy than you're used to. But I don't know. That's kind of the point of the game is something that's crazy. I'm but that's cool, though. That was the first thing that came to my mind. 
But it exists because like a wraith would be like an am destroyer. Right. And then uh Oh wait, so uh, it exists already. What, yeah, what are we it, doing here? It just isn't called it. So it'd be like destroyer pro, destroyer and destroyer begin. So then you'd like would know where your next stepping stone is. Yeah. But all right. So clearly I'm not finding this team tracker thing. If you can like drop a link or something or email it to us. If you email us right now, I can go look. Foundation discs uh foundation disc golf at gmail.com. Uh, then I can go right. look. We can talk about it. Um, so what Zach, would you change about tours? I was about to ask you that. But well, no. I just asked you, and now I'm going to answer myself. Um, something that we've talked about plenty of times. Tour cards, um, a lower tour where people can earn tour cards, and then tour cards you know, bring you to the higher tier tour. Yeah. It would just make it more interesting to watch, I think, especially in person. Um, less crowded field where you're not having 900 rated players on, with tour cards. Which that's not allowed anymore. Exactly. 900 rated players are now the... I think it's, is it for A tiers? It's at least for national tours and majors. I think it's for A tiers as well. If you're a 900 rated player, um, no, 900 rated and above can play pro. Below 900 cannot, which I don't know why that's not like 940 or yeah. something, but it's I, not. Yeah. Um, and also, Meekly said just change the weight. I think he was talking about your uh, answer, but a I've had a like 950 destroyer, most overstable thing in yeah, my bag at one time. That is a common. So that's. Common misconception is that a lightweight disc misconception is what I said. Or no, to I say. said inconception. Uh, uh, is that a lightweight disc is flippier? When in reality, it's it's not. Disc golf answer man did a video on it. It's on his the YouTube. it's the aerodynamics of how the disc, yep. how stable the disc is, right? So a lightweight disc can be thrown up to speed easier, which means that a disc like a wraith that might flip for Paul, it'll be easier for a player like me to flip it in a lighter weight, but. A uh, disc like a destroyer, if you watch the J- Japan Open, all their bags had to be 150 and below. And Paul has said multiple times that his most stable destroyers that he threw were a lot of times at the Japan Open. And they were like, one. His, I think he said one of his most stable destroyers he ever threw was like 145 or 150. Wait, why did he have to, why'd they have to throw 150? Under? Anything in Japan over 150 grams is considered a weapon. We talked about and so it has more. to be below. But yeah. All right. What, uh, what's your tour thing? Um, same oh, thing right there. Same what I said. Tour, but... Uh, one thing I would do if I had no restrictions is bring in like FedEx or Nike or someone large to 100%. to fund the tour to make the tour cards and stuff actually make sense. Because until there's money in the tour, it doesn't make sense. Right. Um, because then the lower tour can't make money. So until there's enough money in disc golf, uh, the tour card and everything won't make sense. Um, but that's the point of this game. So final thing, what would you change? About, well, not really final thing, but what would you change about the PDGA? Um, well, I kind of thought about this. I feel like I would trash the rating system yeah. and come up with a new rating sy- uh, That's system. Exactly what I said. But I came up with my Wow, look system. at that. I didn't even read your yeah. answer. I came up with my rating system. Oh, let's So I would change the rating system to be based on courses instead of how courses are played by players. Because so right now, oh, that's cool. ratings is based on propagators, right? Which are players that are rated a certain thing. And so if I'm the highest rated player showing up at 960 then ratings can only be but so good. Whereas if Paul shows up at 1060 and shoots the same thing that I shot at 960, now my rating goes exponentially higher. Whereas what I think would be a better rating system, but it's unrealistic because of the logistical nightmare would be creating this, would be to kind of like golf where every course has like a slope, difficulty, stuff like that, to where, you know, in general, it's like 46 is 1,000 rated at this course. So then if Paul comes in and shoots a 41... And so then that makes it like 1050 rated. And then if the next weekend at the C tier, I shoot the 41, mine's still 1050 rated. 
The only thing that could change it is for weather. There'd be there'd be like some type of factor, and maybe the program would be able to look at the weather for that day and say like, oh, because there was a ten mile an hour wind and the rain coming through at this time by, based on the radar, we'll make a thousand rated round now a forty nine instead of a forty six. Right. Um, which honestly, I feel like with technology, that wouldn't be that hard to do, but I could be wrong. Um, I feel like that's actually like a realistic. I don't really think it would be that hard. Did our thing just drop off? It dropped at some point because you can see it there, but we didn't notice it and we're still going, so we're fine. No, I don't think I even said anything. That's the stream strength? The blue line? No, the blue line's the viewership. <laughs> How'd we go all the way down to zero? Because we must have lost stream strength for a second and oh. went back up. Anyways. Right. Cool. Um, yeah, so I don't think that's that unrealistic, to be honest with you, but because of what we revealed before, uh, that how much the PDGA paid for that rating system, it's not going to happen. Okay, I feel like this team tracker... I really don't know if this is legit or not. Because wait, hold on. Cause look, you got Paul lift listed here as goat, and then you got like Woods Wizard and Handsome Hanum. I don't know if that's real. Is that on their page? Okay. Well, I, that was not an option before team uh, team tracker on the other page. Um, because thanks for the email, by the way. Um, because are we, are we, do we keep dropping? Probably because no, no, I'm not. We're fine. All right. I, hopefully, we're not. I don't dropping. know exactly. Um, because look at all that in negotiations. In negotiations, they're allowed to say all that stuff. I guess they are. I mean, nothing's yeah. happening. But. Possible new elite team member, new elite team member, and then Nate Doss, Valerie Jenkins, Ron Russell, the icons. I don't know. Kind of cool. I, um, yeah. If that's legit, it's cool because there's more than one player. Look, one. There's like four. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Okay, kind of cool. But Austin Turner is also on their elite team, and he wasn't up there. Um. Okay. Okay. Time to introduce. Uh, Listen, folks. What will be like the next? Probably this will probably take us to around Christmas time. All um, sixty-eight of you. In the next few minutes, we need all of you to all comment. Seventy of you. Seventy. I don't care if you know you're on the toilet right now. Well, get off. And well, no, you can comment while you're on the toilet. Well, yeah, this is also true. You can comment if you're on the toilet. But finish we, your we business. Need you, <laughs> finish your business. Comment while you're doing it. We need you to comment uh, because what Hunter is about to uh, say. Right, it's also going to be this. really tough on our part because I don't know how he's planning on tracking all this, but go for it. Yeah, so basically this is what's going to happen. Um, we are going to create a bracket. Um, <laughs> so what are you laughing at? That's what we're doing. I'm trying to like say this. I'm trying to slowly reveal it so the comments don't just start flooding in before I explain how I yeah, want to do this. Wait until we say like go. Um, so what we're gonna do is y'all are going to live nominate the top 20 discs of all time. Okay, those top 20 discs are then gonna be put into a poll that will be shared next week on our social media. They will then be voted on, and the top 16 seeds will be put into a bracket, and they'll be seeded based on the amount of votes one through 16. Um, once the di once the bracket's created, we'll be releasing the bracket for everyone to fill out, uh, and then over the next several weeks, Zach and I will have the bracket, the top sixteen discs, and we'll debate and no, discuss. No, don't go, don't go, don't go yet. <laughs> we'll debate and discuss in between us and decide who we think advances and who the greatest disc of all time is based on that bracket. If someone has a perfect bracket, or if there's multiple perfect no, brackets, no, don't don't start, please. If there's a perfect, so if we have has, to track this, if someone. If there's a perfect bracket or multiple perfect brackets, those people will be getting a $50 gift card to our website. So once the brackets are done and completed, if someone's able to predict what Zach and I agree on all the way, every single matchup right 
to the perfect bracket. We have to agree, obviously. Yeah, we will be getting. Uh, you'll be getting a fifty dollars. I feel like the last two discs, when it comes to the finals, we should go out, make a YouTube video, test them, testing them, and yeah. comparing. Okay. So here's the stipulations. This is not based on the story behind the disc. It is simply based on flight, feel, stuff like that. So, like for instance, the eagle might be one that comes into your mind, or like the rock because of the history behind it. We don't care about that. Well, we care about it because obviously that's what God is. But it. we don't care about it for this thing. We want the greatest disc of all time, flight, feel wise, period. Maybe in the future we'll do it a different way. Nominate a disc now just by commenting it. Zach's gonna be monitoring uh, oh, the chat boards just to see the Wait, am I supposed to start writing this stuff? Just to see ones that you notice are coming in a lot, we'll write it down. Hopefully we get twenty unique ones. I feel like personally, in my head there was like three or four. So yeah, be commenting whatever you think. Uh, in my head, there was only like four that came to my mind. So I'd be surprised if we actually got full 20 molds. Everybody, please. Like, I don't, I see just a few names. Yeah. I don't care if you don't want to do it, if, but do if it. If the one you're about to comment has already been listed, comment another one until we get to 20. And then if we need to, we can extend this beyond 20 discs. But um, yeah, while you comment and Zach takes care of that, I'll go over some foundation news. Um, team applications are open on our website. Uh, they're going to be open this whole month, so don't feel rushed. Oh, yeah. Um, it, honestly, insane. Please tell the story. I don't know what the story is. All right, but I'll tell you the story. You, you keep writing. No. I don't have the comments. Okay. You got it. All right. Uh, two things. One's going to be about the team. The other one is going to be about an email that I'm going to read to you guys that I don't know if I'm supposed to read it, but I'm going to read it anyway. Um, yeah, I'm talking about it now. So the team. Last year, this kind of shows where we've gone in the past year. Last year, our whole team applications, we got about 200 in, you know, however long we kept it open, maybe a month. Now, this time, we, our first day, we got 250 applications in our first day. So everybody that's messaging us, emailing us, hey, really hope you, you know, read our application. I, I promise we're getting to it. We're, we're getting there. We just, it's been a lot of emails. Um, so we are trying, we're, we're getting to everybody's email, everybody's application. Uh, we just need to. So, poor dude said, I missed the question. Why are there so many discs being listed? <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> we're listing the greatest discs of all time. We're trying to get them to put into a poll. So what do you think the greatest disc of all time is listed? Um, and I'm writing down the common answers. All right, now. This is a email that we got about the Chris, the Black Crystal Raptors that we dropped. For those of you that don't know, we had 250. Um, they did not sell out in a minute like the last ones did. Uh, the last, you know, the first ones because we put a limit on them. Well, yeah, no, I know. I'm just I'm setting the background for this email. Um, sorry, I got a little nasty with you there. <laughs> um, the five-time Raptors, we had 500 of those sold out in a minute, legit a minute. Actually, if we're getting serious, less than a minute. Um, but these ones took hours to sell out, like three hours, okay? Now I'm going to go ahead and read you this email from some nasty guy. Ready? We don't know his name. We don't know his name. He, he gave us a fake email, fake name. So Quote. Now listen to what I'm saying. Don't curse in it. Where does he curse? He says the A word somewhere down there. Oh. Opened my email when it arrived and went to purchase one Raptor disc. Sold out in a minute again? Question mark. Why don't you do what everyone else does, question mark? Offer one per person so I don't have to see these on eBay going for 80 to to $100 from the same two sellers. You're going to lose more customers by catering to A, a bleeps 
looking to make a quick buck. If this is your ultimate plan to make quick cash, I wish you the best and lu- best of luck, and I will move on. Seriously, did you not learn anything from the first Raptors you put out? Offering a Raptor with a foundation stamp is not what people wanted. They are paying for Paul's name and not yours. I don't need or want a response to this email. We're done, and may you always shoot over par. Okay. You... The email was from, like, go jump in a lake at Gmail or something yeah. like that. You, sir, <laughs> you shoot over par, and you, please well, never no. purchase from our website. If you wouldn't mind, like, looking at our social media before a drop and... Goodness gracious. Like, I mean, there was a limit. There was a off. limit of two per person. It took over three hours, hours to, to sell. Uh, hours. Like, if, if... And who taught you to go and, and like, badmouth to a company like that? Even if you don't like the company... Self control goes a long way. Being nice goes a long way. Because buddy, say, we got a few left. And I, I even answered him when I well after I was nasty back to him kind of. The second email I was like, and hey buddy, if you ask me nicely, we got about fifteen of them left over. I could have sent you one. So next time, if you take a chill pill and say, hey, I missed out on this freaking disc, can I get one? Sure, you can. Just be nice to me about it. Zach took this much harder than I did. I read it and I busted up laughing because. Clearly, the dude got the email, opened it late, went to our website, and they were sold out. And he's like, I just got this email. Or maybe his internet was bad, and he actually just got it, and he went to our website. I don't know. It was a very... They took hours to sell. They did. And it was a very nasty email. I'll give it that. It took long enough to sell out where we were texting the whole time, and I was like, dude, they're never going to sell. Like, we're we're not going to sell out of these discs. Like, Like, now what? My thing... What I thought was funniest was... Which, hey, this is the only bad thing we've gotten. Oh, yeah, no, everything so else has been great. Clearly, we, we did learn from the first Raptors, because the yeah. first Raptors, yeah. um, I don't know if y'all remember that, but that was we still have flashbacks to that night. Um, <laughs> people got very upset with us. Uh, Fallon, that's a good one. That's what I'm here. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, uh, but we, we did learn. So we put the limit on it. We made sure people knew in advance. Um, we also made sure we were open about our Patreon policy, that they get early access, and a lot of a whole lot of people took advantage of that. Oh, we um, had, like... Another, an extra like 50 people sign up yeah. for Patreon. Which, you know, you that's get your fine. early access. I don't, that's it. I don't care if it's not like a long term Patreon, but we were no, yeah. we were very upfront about everything we were doing and making sure that people's expectations were what was going to happen and that people weren't upset. And then, you know, we even had to remove the limit to sell them. Like after, yep. after three hours, it was right at three hours. After three hours, sales were completely gone. All that was selling was the FD3 at that point. We made the post saying, we're going to remove the limit. Anyone that bought two and now wants to come back, you're more than welcome to. And the remaining 20-something sold then. And that was that. And so, to me, it was just a big misunderstanding. Um, Harp, that's not on this list. And obviously, the guy had never answered because... His email wasn't on there. His so, email was uh, fake. If you wrote me that... If you wrote us that email... Um, you go jumping like, buddy. No. You go ahead and uh, email us. And I'd like to... Have a nor- I'll respond. I won't let Zach respond. So I get I get too heated. This Usually, is why, <laughs> yeah. If there, you there if go. you have an issue with us, I'm the one that responds to you so that the customer service stays high because Zach gets very emotional. He's very proud of this business, and he as soon as something comes in that's against it, he's like, "Whoa!" and like jumps down a throat. Whereas I'm more like, "Okay, well, let's think through this. Like, what's the best scenario that works out for both of us to where." Most of the time, foundation loses a little bit of money based on our customer service, but we gain customers. So I mean, that's this what is we do. this is true. I am very. I mean, I, and I get heated about <laughs> a lot of things, and I feel like it's because <laughs> someone said a go jump in a lake stamp on a crystal raptor must happen. <laughs> no more crystal raptors from foundation. <laughs> I don't think we we've exhausted that limit. 
Um, Wizard, that's another good one. We have a good. we have a very long list now. All right, that's good. I, I've kind of skipped over. There's some people saying yeah, but epic like, and stuff like that. Best of all time? Like that, that, was, that was listed a few times. Yeah, but... You're, you're thinking too much about the story. Lightwise. I don't, I don't think. It's the best... Okay. The, to me, that's my favorite distance driver I've ever thrown. I like it more than Destroyer. My goodness. You're, you can't get caught up in history. It's no, field I'm not. and flight. They're, I mean, a Destroyer... I, I just think this is too flippy. See... I don't understand that because I can throw it as hard as I want and it just slowly rides and comes out. Well, I it's what, it's what I always wanted a destroyer to be. Is what Azusa is. Well, that's what my beat in destroyer flies like. That's a beat in destroyer. That's what. Yeah, you have to beat in a destroyer by a Zeus. I wanted something more stable. Which is why throw I throw a destroyer, destroyer or a force. I do. I do. Which was also on this list. Well, those that's good. Too. All right. So I'm gonna cut off the voting right now because uh, a lot of what people are mentioning is already on here, except for one guy keeps saying "get away." I think you're the only person that What's said "get away," unfortunately. So you didn't fool me. Sorry, buddy. Um, <laughs> well, I actually have never thrown a getaway, so. I, but you know what? I'll put it on the list just for you, uh, Mr. Slayer. Uh, I'm gonna put "getaway" on the list so that people can vote on it if they want it. There you go. All right. So I'm gonna read you the list that I've and Zach have concluded upon that will be voted on next week, which next week we will not have the podcast because we will be at a board meeting for the, or a board voting meeting for the Peaks and Creeks Disc Golf Club. Um, so here's the list that we have uh, that will be voted on next week. We have Buzz. <laughs> you know, I just read like four people said, go jump on a lake stamp disc. <laughs> we should do that one day. Uh, maybe it'll uh, be like our April Fool's disc. We'll go just do like a, a lake. We'll do like a run of like 50 of them. Yeah. Uh, Buzz, Destroyer, Voodoo, Rock, AVR, which Rock, I'm I'm going to say like Rock slash Rock 3. Because I think, okay. I mean, they're the same mold. They just have a different top. The Rock 3 does. So Is there's the a cult lot of, on there? That list? No. Huh. Okay. Should it be? I don't know. I feel like that's a... I don't I, know if anyone said it. Yeah, I, I just read it. That's huh. why I said that. All right, I'm going to write it. Um... Buzz, Destroyer, Voodoo, Rock slash Rock 3, AVR, Thunderbird, Voodoo's on here twice, Convict, Firebird, T-Bird, PD-2, F-5, FD, Emac Truth, Zeus, Judge, Leopard, Zone, Force, Explorer, Felon, Harp, Wizard, Getaway, Colt. Boss was named a few times. Boss. There we go. Now my list lines up both sides. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25 discs that will be put into a poll and then will be voted on to get our top 16 seeds, which will create our bracket. And then from there on out... Um, Explorers on there? Yep. Cool. Yep. I'm just going through again. So. Uh, and then from there on out, Zach and I will... So the seeding's going to work basically like if the Destroyer got 2,000 votes and the boss got three votes. I just picked the two on yeah, the list. Yeah, we got a super chat again. Thank this is you. Like second podcast in a row. Thanks, Wayne. Appreciate that. We need to like, have something that happens when the sh- super chat goes off. Bow, 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 bow. There you go. We don't have a soundboard. But, oh, we, need, we need, listen, no, I'm sure no other podcast does this, but we're going to be dumb enough to do it. We need those like little confetti, co- con- <laughs> confetti poppers. We just get a confetti bow. popper. Every time. We should do something that like, we're going to discuss this off camera. Or maybe right. with our Patreons, because I want to do. We no, do no, something no. our clothes like, have to stay on, so don't think about no. that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like something like painful, where like people would enjoy it, but we'd be like, "Do not super chat." <laughs> what? Like, don't super chat us. I don't want to get hit in the face with a water balloon again. Oh yeah, or I don't know something where people would, people would enjoy it. We'd be in misery. Okay. Uh, By the way, um, literally like ten people so far have said, "Do that disc. J- go jump in a lake." That'd be hilarious. 
<laughs> then we go and make money off this guy who's. We, I'm, maybe we'll post an Instagram story with that email in it and have oh people God. vote. Should go jump in a lake, be a stamp. I, I, okay, as soon as we got the email, I said to my wife, I was like, I want to post this because people need to know how we're treated. Like, we literally, we did nothing wrong. <laughs> we did everything his email told us to do. Yeah. And he got mad at us that we didn't do what was in his email. And then what was funny was the first thing I got from Hunter was we should post that. And then he thought about it in his smart brain. And he was like, nah, we probably shouldn't. Yeah, but I, said, I said that's We're coming petty. back to it now. I almost tweeted it. I did oh, almost tweet it. Which, that, hey, we shameless have Twitter, plug. by the way. We're on Twitter, at Foundation DG on Twitter. Um, I almost tweeted it because I was like, that seems like something you'd tweet over a Facebook post. Okay, we are 20 minutes over. Uh, I didn't even realize. Patreons, we will be live with you for our post-podcast Q&A <laughs> when in someone 10 super minutes. chats, it should sound like someone jumped in a lake. Ploosh. <laughs> 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 I love it, Jeremy. We're going we're gonna to figure Good. something out. Pie in the face? Oh, what if when we get a super chat... Boom, on podcast, we pie each other. What if every time you get... Okay, what's that pie Dude, in the face game? This is fantastic. When someone... Yeah, you have to... Every time we super chat, we have to get hit, and it yes. builds up over weeks. Yeah. So then eventually, it's just... We should do that. Oh, gosh. We're going to make this podcast enjoyable to watch. Either that or oh people are going to hate Oh, my gosh. Another it. super chat. What are we supposed to do? Oh, okay. I just got <laughs> slapped in the face. You like that? that was, I hope wow. you noticed how uh, how hesitant <laughs> like, it was because I realized halfway through what I was about to do that Zach could just deck me and he wouldn't blink twice. Yeah. I, I don't know. Oh, I got scared. Well, thanks, Jeremy. We appreciate the super chat. Um, was that Meekly? No, no. Oh, never Novak. Mind. Different Jeremy. Uh, I Novak. saw Meekly in the chat and I was like, no. I hope Meekly's the one that made me slap he you. He said, one of you throw a guts disc at the other. There's a guts disc right there. Yeah, but where are we going to do it in here? We got 10 feet. From there to... That's five feet from that wall. That would hurt. We'll do it on our Instagram story. Oh, my For God. you. Okay. Not in this room. Gosh. We'll do it uh, outside yeah, Friday when outside. we're filling orders. I'm going to take the guts disc. Yeah. Yeah, outside. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. We'll and throw it at each other. Yeah. We'll, we'll throw it back and forth. For uh, I'll write his name down. What's his name? How? The guy who said that? Yeah. Or the guy who... The guy well, who super chatted. This oh, is well, in honor of his super chat. Yeah, but that's not what he said to do. Meekly said throw a disc at each other. Yeah. Jeremy Novak. Yeah, but well, this well, is for Jeremy people. Novak. Well, well, what about the other guy that super chatted? Wayne. And Wayne. All right. It's going to be on our Instagram. Guys. We're going to pelt each other with a guts disc. If you don't know what a guts disc is, you'll, you'll find out on Instagram. There you go. Problem solved. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to do that, um, and then we're going to figure out something else for our next for podcast, which is in two weeks, because we're gonna, this is, this is going to be pretty funny. Yeah. All right, we got to go. Uh, so, <laughs> Patreons will be live with you for our post-podcast Q&A, as always, 10 minutes from now, which is 10 o'clock, I believe. If you haven't watched our recent video, it's actually doing a little better than I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, kind of funny. Make sure you watch the whole thing. Maybe the first hole and a half, we're, we feel kind of, we're down a little bit. It was bit. freezing, okay? give us. It was like 33 to, degrees. Our hearts had to warm up. And then I started getting anim- like animated like I usually do, and it, was, it got pretty funny. So, please watch. Yeah, that video. All right. We will see Patreons in a few minutes and see you in two weeks.